guys, welcome back to the Gal Pod. This is Hannah. This is Lauren. And we hope you had a great week. We definitely had a very emotional weekend. It's been a week. It's <laughs> and it's been a weekend. It's there's been a lot that has happened. But we're happy to be here. And if you're already thinking about the title of this episode, we're gonna be talking about the red album, Taylor's Woo-hoo! version. Finally. And- <laughs> Finally. I remember hearing her. Like when she announced it and she's like, oh, it's coming out in November. I that was seemed like, like forever. <sighs> it seemed you know? like so far to wait. But then all of a sudden it was here and we got that and the Rocky Four director's cut in, in one the day. same week. One day. And like, for some reason, uh, like those two things are so, they're just fall, fall vibes. Mm-hmm. Like it's Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ultimate so, fall vibes. So this week has just been emotional in that way. But... We actually listened to All Too Well 10 Minute Version together in the car. Yeah. We got on right on at 10 and Spotify, Spotify crashed. crashed. <laughs> so we had to go to trusty old YouTube like we used to in the olden days. Yeah. And when we got to the video, it already had like 4,000 views. Did yeah. you see that? You know, on Spotify, they have like the top 50 chart. Mm-hmm. Taylor's album is the entire oh. chart. Oh, And then Smokey not... went out the window is like number 13. <laughs> and then Enchanted is like number 49. I'm not even surprised. I'm not either. Taylor Swift is the music industry. She is the music industry. Sorry, everybody else. But let's talk about this. 30 okay. songs on Taylor's version of Red. And then we get additional songs from The Vault. Something about like... Whoever her marketing team is, like, naming that from the vault (laughs) makes me feel like I'm getting special VIP access to Taylor Swift's, like, one of her, like, three mansions. Like, I feel, like, so special. And that's why when she puts out anything, it feels like you're part of of an event. And I was trying to explain to my boyfriend last night about it. He was just like, I just don't get it. Like, what's so fun about her? everybody's been saying to me, too. And it's like, no, you don't get it. Like, her... because she knows that her fans are a certain way and they make theories about her life and her projects, she gets in on it and she loves it and she loves her fans. So it's really fun. Um, And I love it too, because she knows that her fans, like she is the queen of cookie, not cookie, sorry, Easter eggs. Yes. She is like ultimate. She knows her fans will look for it and that they'll put things together. Yeah. Then I'm not one of those fans. I'm not. Like <laughs> every now and then I'll be like, mm, that's an innuendo or whatever. Yeah. But TikTok has really opened my eyes and people are like, oh my gosh, like this is what this lyric means. And like she was wearing a purple velvet suit at yeah, her the, premiere yeah. last night. So that means that uh, Speak Now is next and like all this stuff, which, you know, I think is cool. But I always try not to read too far into those things because I feel like I'm going to be disappointed. But then there's some things that freak me out that are super accurate because i saw a tiktok the other night showing um i think it was a music video from the lover album and it had a list of all of her albums on this wall in like a subway station and they figured out like the whole order of the re-recordings because of it really yeah so it has like fearless on the bottom and then red right next to it and then speak now is right next to it so like i feel like Mm. she loves it and she's also really responsive on tiktok oh yeah and that's she's very like chuggy on tiktok (laughs) she i love her she's just like that sweet millennial aunt that will make cookies for you when you come over and cry with you when you break up with your ex-boyfriend and that's why people love her you know and yeah i was listening to 
well, I'll save this for when we're talking about it. Well, we'll talk about it now. Um, <laughs> but when the All Too Well 10-minute version dropped, I was listening to it. And, I mean, obviously, it talks a lot about her and Jake Gyllenhaal's relationship and, like, how just, like, their age difference was a huge problem and all this was happening when she turned 21. And it, like, in retrospect, it's like, oh, yeah, it's only three months, you know? Like, right. But then I think about it, and I always think about celebrity relationships. And I'm like, oh, but theirs is always probably like so much more intense or like longer than mine or whatever. Uh-huh. I've gone out with guys for three months, and I've had feelings like that deep, you know. Right. And so I think it. A lot of people can relate to that because I was listening to it. I was like, oh my gosh, these are things that like I've felt and that I go through as like a yeah. normal girl. And so it just kind of like she's this like celebrity and this person that almost feels untouchable. But then when she releases a song like that it makes her feel so much more relatable. And I think that's right. why she's so big. Like I was thinking about it, like the freaking empire state building is red <laughs> because of her. Starbucks has Sadista. a drink I know. named after her. Like that. And that's to me, the reason that she's so influential and like why so many people even care. When we talked about this, the night we listened to the 10 minute version, it's like, I feel like she's the spokesman for how American women feel on the inside. And it's just, like, kind of cool because I feel like her bouncing back and re-recording everything is such a cool girl boss move that she could have just been like, yeah, someone else can own my music because most artists don't own their music and they're okay with it. Like, yeah. I saw on Facebook, Bruce Springsteen's, like, looking to sell all this music. <laughs> and I'm like, he doesn't care. Yeah. Like, but she cares, you know, because it's her music. And if I if I were her, I feel like I would care because she is usually like the sole writer of her music right and it's it's hers i don't know like right it's so iconic like there's no one in the world that doesn't know at least one taylor swift song right and it's cool too because i feel like these re-recordings were actually a blessing for her because now with even the extra five minutes on all too well and some of the vault tracks you understand like where she was at at that time Mm -hmm. and now like for example like at the end of All Too Well, you, I remember, oh my gosh, I remember hearing that Jake Gyllenhaal didn't show up to her 21st birthday. And then you realize, like, oh, that's why 22 is such, like, a F off to Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to have a good birthday. Yeah. And, like, you can deal. And, like, you don't know that until you get, like, all these you extra get it songs. All. Yeah. And you don't understand until you get, like, the 10-minute. But how did you feel about the 10-minute version? Do you feel like it like I loved it I feel like it gave it was a lot more personal like she was saying I loved the f-bomb in there (laughs) it was great but um I really liked it It, it's long like if I'm like okay I just kind of want to be sad for like a minute I'll listen to the normal one but yeah I'll listen to this one if I'm like no I want to unpack every (laughs) negative feeling I everyone has a person that they associate with all too well too right I'm like if I want to unpack every single (laughs) negative emotion I have I'll listen to the 10-minute version. And I liked it because it dove deeper. Like, it gave me more understanding. It was a lot more raw and vulnerable, which I just, I loved. And, I mean, her lyrics are really, I love her lyric, her songwriting. Oh, for sure. So, I I really loved it. And I did not care it was 10 minutes long. I, I listened to it all day. Yeah, no, I listened to it all the time. But it's weird, too. I always think about it also in increments like okay if i listen to all to all 10 minute version twice i'll get to my destination <laughs> and it's actually kind of nice i'm like oh i only have to listen to two songs um but it's crazy because like no one really talked about the age difference between them until she was mm-hmm. like 
yeah, we broke up because you thought that the age difference was bad and... Which I think that's ridiculous. My parents are 10 years apart. They met when my mom was 17. Yeah, like, and also, like, oh in gosh. the song, she's like... People need to get over themselves. Yeah, like, she's like, I get older, but your lovers stay my age. Mm-hmm. Like, he's 40 right now or something, and he's dating, like, a model that's, like, 25. She's, like, 25, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I just... I love all the memes right now of Jake just oh hiding in a bunker. God. It's so funny. Oh, my gosh. People are have no mercy right now. You know, we're Mayor stands on this podcast. We love John Mayer. So we have like a love-hate relationship with the Speak Now re-recording coming out because you know that all this stuff on Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be... Towards John Mayer. Towards John Mayer in the next like six months. Also, like we always reference this, but John Mayer and Taylor Swift are our divorced parents. Yeah. So and we're just here. <laughs> we're just here. But... um. The All Too Well, the short film, I thought was beautifully done. It was gorgeous. It was very fall vibes. And I thought it was so cute that the girl in the video is the little girl from Everything Has Changed. Oh, wait. Did you realize that? <gasps> wait, no, it's I did. I was just like, oh, girl. it's a Stranger Things girl. No, it's the same girl. I mean, it is a Stranger Things <gasps> girl, but it's the same. That's who it is. I thought it was so cute. What? That's yeah. so cute. So, there was so many things. At the end, when like Taylor, I said, queen of Easter eggs. I know when Taylor came out with red hair, I was like, <gasps> and then I saw this TikTok talking about how they think that the book all too well at the end of the short film is an Easter egg to her putting out a memoir that she'll put out a memoir. I hope she does. Oh, I'd awesome. read that so fast. I think that would be awesome. And she wrote about like everything about. Mm-hmm her life about her music and stuff that would be the oh my gosh best-selling book of the last decade somehow <laughs> be crazy somehow every book is the new york times bestseller but that would really be the new york times no bestseller. yeah it would be the number one number one new york times bestseller yeah i thought it was the short minute film kind of gave me ptsd seeing how i mean and i love that jake gyllenhaal was like obviously who dylan o'brien was supposed to be yeah he's like um my character's name is brandon (laughs) but i i was watching that and just seeing how they interacted and him talking like gaslighting her a ton i'm like oh my gosh like this gives me trust issues for relationship like i never want to be in a relationship again the fight scene in the kitchen was crazy and i heard that was just like off the cuff i was like that sucks but it was cool because like taylor directed it yeah and you could tell it was really pretty. I thought it was cool how she made such a big deal about, oh, you dropped my hand, you dropped my hand, all the stuff. And then in Champagne Problems, that's what she says she does. I know. And I'm like, oh, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think about like, now I need to just go back and listen to everything. And I'm like, yeah. there's probably so many little references. I was like, oh, that's obviously about Joe. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, that's about this person. Yeah. You know, that's it's so crazy. Also looking back, I feel like, Maybe not all of it, but I feel like 90% of Red is about Jake. Jake. Also, I hate people on TikTok that talk that say that I knew you were trouble. It's it, not. It's not about Harry Styles. It's not about Harry Styles, okay? And there's girls that try to, like, fish out stuff. Like, well, they saw each other at this party yeah, in no. 2000, late 2012. And I'm like, no. No. And also, Harry Styles, I mean, back then, he was still kind of, like, he was known as like a playboy type which was kind of sad mm-hmm. but it was it was i think it was john mayer yeah because jake Hall wasn't really known as like a playboy right yeah. well and 
just a new notch in your belt like I knew you were trouble like I think John Mayer's reputation precedes him whereas Harry Styles wasn't really I mean yeah 2012 but One Direction just formed like yeah barely so it's like he wouldn't really have a reputation to no anyways it's so funny because you would think listening to this podcast that I am like a diehard Swifty I'm not (laughs) I just like to I'm like yeah I like her music I know but I just have a lot of thoughts about things no but she's just a fascinating pop culture icon yeah it's fun like even if you're not a big fan of her you can talk about her for at least 20 minutes because she has she just lets herself be iconic i don't even know how she does it i mean you can break it down that's why we're doing that because it's so fun yeah also but, the release of this red taylor's version album has like rekindled my sappy love for i almost do i used to listen to that song oh my gosh like listening to that now i just get flashbacks of listening to it on my little ipod i almost do is so good and i like want to die because i think back to like me being 12 13 years old being like i just want to call you i know (laughs) um but it's so good i love it there's some things that i was surprised by i knew that the phoebe bridger song (sighs) was gonna be good that song is so good and it's weird because to me it kind of i'm like whoa phoebe bridgers is like getting like she's big it's like she's on a song with taylor swift yeah, because you look at the track list and it's like, okay, like, Ed Sheeran. Chris Stapleton, Ed Sheeran, like, okay, she's collabed with them before, and then Phoebe Bridgers, and then on Seth Meyers, she's like, I'm the biggest Phoebe Bridgers fan, and I'm just oh like, gosh. what? I love- Taylor Swift is a Phoebe Bridgers fan? It's just weird to me. I, I Well, it's weird to me to be like, Taylor Swift knows who Phoebe Bridgers is. Because <laughs> like, it's just like, worlds colliding, and yeah. it's so weird. Also, I loved that tweet that we saw that was like- um phoebe bridgers is taylor swift for girls whose parents got divorced (laughs) and i was like you know that's that's really true actually i know and it's just i don't know it was so good but it was it was funny because just looking at the track title i was like oh it's just gonna be a love song but then it came to like this like coming of age song yeah i mean it kind of is a little bit because I saw on Seth Meyers, Taylor Swift talked about the song, and she was saying, I wrote it because when Fearless came out, everyone was like, oh my gosh, Taylor Swift, she's the new girl in town, and then the song is about her being an artist for a long time. She's been around since like the early 2000s, but oh, sometimes yeah. we forget. I grew up listening to Taylor Swift. Yeah. With my sisters. In the in the eye, you just slowly get unnoticed Mm -hmm. in dealing with that i love the i love the line that says how can you know everything at 18 and nothing at 22 yeah that hurt me again 22 (laughs) and like i feel like this is so special for me because i'm 22 i know well (laughs) you are but i was like oh my gosh because that's exactly how i feel and did i okay did you see that tiktok i sent you where it talks about how she's like, I see her in a fever dream. The only radiance kind of radiance you have at 17. Uh-huh. Everyone's making that reference to Olivia Rodrigo. I did see that. And they're and like, like, oh my God. Olivia, because Olivia looks up to Taylor all the time. Yeah. And they're saying that like, she knows what to do and she got the map from you. Yeah. That kind of thing. I was like, okay, that's cute. But also like, that makes me want to hit Olivia Rodrigo <laughs> for no reason. No hate. No shade. No hate. I just... Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was really cool. I'm trying to think of... That was definitely the highlight for me. Like, aside from All Too Well 10 Minute, 
that was the song we listened to right after that yeah um then we listened to ronin and i cried my ronin (laughs) don't listen to ronin in a car with me that was rough the windows will start fogging up i'll be crying so hard that was so that was a lot there was a couple songs that surprised me like girl at home is completely different in Mm -hmm. a good way because girl at home is like the original is cute but it's I, more pop and yeah you can just hear jack antonoff behind that and you're like all right <laughs> let's do this thank you jackie yeah yeah um i saw on tiktok people were making fun of the uh we oh my gosh remember when we heard that though together. we were like what the heck it just sounds like kids bop yeah it does and i hope she didn't do that on purpose because oh, i kind of hope that she did it on purpose because if she did that on, if that was accidental that's so embarrassing Wait, that's true yeah <laughs> but that was kind of rough and it kind of ruins the song for me yeah i don't really honestly i know that was like a really big hit when it came out but if i'm gonna listen if i'm not gonna listen to all too well and i'm looking at the red album i'm gonna listen to red yes oh my gosh i listened to red probably four times today i drove <laughs> up to draper i got my taylor's drink i was walking around fashion place mall driving back down i listened to red literally four times in a row and i was belting it from my car and i know that people next to me are like this chick is not okay but that's okay because red came out last night so i get it yeah but oh my gosh also i also forget how great state of grace is mm-hmm. also sad beautiful tragic yes that song is so i good. love sad beautiful tragic um i'm trying to think of another one that i was like oh my gosh holy ground is like my favorite song on is one of my favorite songs on red and she performs it now kind of in a more rock tone mm-hmm. but in taylor's version it sounds more happy and it's kind of annoying like i want it to be more you want it to be more raspy. that's how i feel about that one song that oh my gosh we are never getting back together on taylor's version it's like the we are never ever. yeah but then when she performs it live she's more like rock and roll sounding yeah. and i'm like you should have just done that please i know she should have done like holy ground rock version from the vault taylor's version <laughs> just a million we parentheses. Never back together from the vault taylor's version on red taylor's version oh also the cover for red i it, love it it might be her best cover next to folklore i think folklore's cover is gorgeous That's i just like my personal opinion. folklore's cover i personally though i like evermore's better than folklore of her with just like the millennial braid i can't i just think it's pretty i don't know i like the colors <laughs> Come for me if you want. I also think that the Fearless cover is just beautiful. Oh, it's so cute. Her, like, like, pirate shirt. Juliet Unleashed. Yeah. (laughs) Give me that. (laughs) (laughs) Juliet Unleashed from the Vault Taylor's version. Oh, my gosh. Who? I can't remember who it was, but they were like, what's that Juliet song that she sang? But Hannah and I thought it would be fun to rank our, to rank Taylor Swift's albums, like, to our favorites, what we think is just like what we like the best yeah because these re-recordings have made me listen back and realize okay maybe i didn't like that one as much as i thought yeah so yeah we ranked them from in our opinion worst to best (laughs) okay well worst i'm gonna start out with self-titled taylor swift okay album explain your stance because i feel like we all agree okay now i'm gonna say this but and I don't mean worse as in the songs on there suck. I mean worst as in like, it's just not what I'm going to listen to if I'm going right. to listen to Taylor Swift. Um, 
I want to say her self-titled album is like my bottom pick. Yeah. Just, I don't know. It's just, it's early Taylor. It's good. It has some bops. Everyone knows at least one song from the, I mean, Picture to Burn, Teardress on My Guitar. She said no. She said no. Our song. Cute, but just not my favorite. Right. Like, if I'm going to listen to Taylor, like you said, I'm not going to listen back to her debut. No. And she didn't really find herself till later, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So you listen to it and you're like, this doesn't sound like her. Yeah. But, because I agree, because that's my bottom. Mm-hmm. Number nine. For the exact same reasons. But what's your number eight? My number eight. Yeah. Is, oh, this is hard for me. But I think... I think number eight for me would be Lover. <laughs> I really <same>. don't. <laughs> I don't like Lover. Lover just, I just wasn't impressed. I came home from my mission and I listened to it and I was like, okay. I like the self-titled song. It's really catchy. Lover's You're cute. Lover. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, It's impressed. hard because, yeah, that song, that, that song, the album came out when we were on our missions. Yeah. So we missed like the whole promo for it. And we get it. She's happy with Joe and stuff. There are some good songs on there, though. Like, I do enjoy The Archer. The Archer's really good. Mm -hmm. Cornelia Street. I like Cruel Summer. Cruel Summer is a bop. And also, Death by a Thousand Cuts is a great song. But it's not my favorite. The aesthetic is kind of just cheesy to me. Yeah. And I know she just wanted a fun album, and she deserves that. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely not my favorite. Yeah. Um, okay. In spot, what are we at? Number seven? Yeah. In spot number seven, I would have to put, oh, sh- hmm. In spot number seven, I think I would have to put, mm, I'm, I'm between Speak Now and Fearless. They're iconic, but they're so chuggy. Like... <laughs> like enchanted and let's not even talk about the owl city response to enchanted taylor i was enchanted to meet you it's so auto tuned and it's so bad oh my god it's so cringy just if he didn't it's it's just bad because when you listen to it you're like man whoever she met was just so sexy i think i'm gonna do fearless and then speak now just for the pure fact that I kind of grew up listening to a lot of the crap from Speak Now. Like, I'm not going to lie. I listened to Back to December, Dear John, Mean, Never Grow Up, Enchanted, Better Than Friends. Like, all of these, I know by heart. Right. Haunted. I know all of them by heart. But honestly, Speak Now, Fearless are kind of the same right. place for me. Fearless is my number seven. It's hard for me because Love Story is so iconic. Mm-hmm. And I think what kind of reassured me that it stays at number seven was the fact that when the re-recording came out, I was just like, eh. Like, I was like, helped, that's cool. It helped me remember, like, oh, like, I really like Fearless, Love Story, like, White Horse. Like, there's, you know, good yeah. songs on that, but I don't really visit it. But it was iconic when that came out. That was a huge album for it her. It was, yeah. So I respect that, but personally... Because we're doing favorites, definitely number seven. Yeah. Those two are, are tied for me. Final answer. <laughs> Final answer? Final answer. What's your number? Oh, yeah. You said your number six. So I'll say my number six. My number six is Evermore. Really? Okay. Whoa, I Back it up here. 
I really like Evermore. I just have a problem with it being such a sister album to Folklore. Because, uh, I don't know. I, when you put them together, I would just rather listen to Folklore. Because Folklore is is a more cohesive album for me. Mm -hmm. I just feel like Evermore is just all the vault tracks from Folklore. Interesting. So I... I don't know. So you feel like it's kind of like an extension or like yeah. leftovers? Like this is a hot, hot take. Yeah. But I feel like she should have spread out all the Evermore songs into different albums. Or just made like a folklore extend, like extended version and had like Champagne Problems and, you know, Coney Island all those other yeah. songs are really I mean, good. I agree. I associate folklore and evermore together. Um, and I've also in my head those are ranked together. And it, yeah. <laughs> Just and like then, Speak Now and Fearless to me, those two go hand in hand for me. Yeah, like I think like it's intended to be that way, but for me, yeah. When I want to listen to Indie Taylor, <laughs> I just listen to folklore. Yeah. But yeah, kind of hot take. I feel like my personality usually would rank that higher, but yeah, I thought you were going to rank that higher, honestly. Yeah. Okay, number five spot for me is Reputation. Interesting. Okay. Um, Actually, no, not Reputation. Sorry. Reputation is number four. Evermore is number five for me. Okay. Um, But we already just talked about Evermore, so I'm going to go to Reputation. Okay. Reputation is my number four spot. Um, I think it's so iconic. It's her rise from the ashes. It's a great pop bop if i'm gonna listen to if i want something that's like oh i'm freaking pissed i'm gonna listen to look what you made me do and then king of my heart and getaway car are just so good like i'm so excited for the taylor's version of that because i think we're gonna get a getaway car music video oh my gosh i hope so i want tom hiddleston to come out and then i love my gosh (laughs) oh my gosh but uh i just really liked it and i thought it was really iconic of her and just where she was at too it was everyone was kind of here for it everyone was like yeah like reputation she was changing a lot during that time i mean reputation came out like right after 1989 so it just i don't know it felt like a new taylor that i really liked time but i so i liked it a lot but that's Uh, my number four spot okay yeah those are good i'm gonna add on to those when i get to reputation but my number five is speak now i enjoy speak now for some reason, I just because it was the first album that she wrote all by herself, and I feel like that showed. So that's why I kind of like it a little bit more than the ones that I said previously. I'm just going on here, so I don't forget the songs on here. Back to December is one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. Dear John, Enchanted, Last Kiss. I just feel like this was like a really like a step up for her. Mm-hmm. in her early days like after speak now it was like all right we all know who she is and i feel like when i think of early taylor swift like this is the era i think of yeah like, right before she becomes a real adult mm-hmm. i think this is what i think of so i like that that's yeah my number five and then my number four is reputation okay reputation is like we were saying such an era and also i just remember because there was a time where it was cool to hate Taylor Swift. I feel like especially if you were a directioner, like we should, when she started dating Harry Styles, oh, I was like... Everybody was not okay with that. Not okay with that. I thought it was cute though. 
I liked it. Yeah. But then I feel like I saw this on TikTok too. It was like growing up is realizing that mm-hmm. you should you should never hate Taylor Swift. Yeah. And because there was a point where I kind of did. And it's kind of embarrassing that I say that, but it really was popular to not like her, especially like during the time between like um, 1989 and Reputation. And then when she came back, it was like, this girl. I think I missed the, that memo. It's <laughs> like, because the, the whole Kanye thing, remember like the famous mm-hmm. thing? And it was kind of unclear about like what actually happened. Yeah. And I feel like they kind of talk about this in, in the documentary, Miss Americana, but they kind of, I don't know, Taylor was kind of talking about it felt like the perfect time for people to just bash on her mm-hmm. because it was kind of unpopular to do that previously. Yeah. Like, everyone was just supposed to like her. Mm-hmm. And then when someone found found a fault in her, they just decided to, you know, hate on her. Yeah. But Reputation is so good. I love it. I love Get Reputation. Getaway Car is one of her, I don't know, it's one of her best songs. And I remember when the Look What You Made Me Do music video came out. That was, like, mm-hmm. insane. I was like, I downloaded Apple Music. Because remember, she didn't have her music on Spotify. Spotify, yeah. So I literally got Apple Music and, like, <laughs> bought the music from iTunes just to listen to it. <laughs> because she wouldn't put it on Spotify for a time. That's dedication. But if I just need, like, good Taylor Swift, that will just get me dancing. It's Reputation. Every yeah. Time. I love Reputation. Um, but yeah, that's my number four. Um, okay, my number three spot would have to go to Folklore. Oh my gosh, same. <laughs> we just get out of the same list. <laughs> Whenever three spot would be for folklore, we already kind of talked about it. It's indie Taylor Swift. I love it. Uh, if I'm going through a crisis, I will listen to Mirrorball. I feel like Mirrorball just explains exactly how I feel about literally everything in my life. So I just loved it. And I, I love Cardigan. It just has so many bops on it. Right. It's very cohesive and... At first, I didn't like it. Do you remember when it came out and I texted you and I was like, I don't think I like this. Yeah, I do remember that. But now I'm like, sign me up. I want to listen to it. Yeah. Um, but that's my number three spot. I love it. And I feel like it's a new, again, just like with Reputation, Homegirl's shedding these layers. And right. I felt like it was like a rebirth for her. Too. I know. And it's crazy, too, how she wrote that during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, that girl does not stop writing music. And I feel like what made me like that album more was because of the documentary on Disney Plus. Like the yeah. Long Pond Studios. Yeah. Like realizing like they didn't produce that in the same room. Like they mm-hmm. all just you know, Taylor would do vocals at her house and then send it to Jack. And then Jack would send it to, send it to Aaron and they'd make a song and then like Bonnie Bear would just send his stuff. Okay, like call it a day. <laughs> like that's so impressive to I'm me. At the blood bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just love it because you and I mostly listen to like indie alternative. Yeah. So her going into that, I'm like, I would have never thought she'd do that. But I loved it. I loved it too. I like really love it. And I, I don't know. Taylor Swift, I feel like, can just do it all. And I, know. I don't care. It's kind of like how Phoebe, like, I wouldn't be mad if Phoebe released like a country album yeah. or if Phoebe released like a rock and roll album. I want Taylor Swift to release a rock album. That needs to be her so next bad. era quick. So bad. She needs to go into a Miley Cyrus era, like what Miley's doing <laughs> right now. I'm so here for it. Not that one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but like classic Hearts vibes. Yeah. Yeah, no. Folklore is so special. I feel like 
because it won album of the year, I feel like everyone was just like, all right, she can really do anything. And yeah. Um, there's a few songs on here that are just her best work. Also, we just love Jack Antonoff on this podcast. We do. So shout out to Jack. My favorite songs on this album for sure. Last Great American Dynasty, the story about how she bought her house. Mm. And at the end, she's like, and then I bought the house. This is the story. I'm like, what? <laughs> this girl can do no wrong. Okay. I'm like, go off. I loved um, This Is Me Trying To, Illicit Affairs. August. Um, August is so good. Cardigan. Mad Woman is Mad so Woman good. Is good. Also, going back, sorry, just touching on Evermore, the sister album. I cannot freaking get enough of Cowboy Like Me and Gold Rush. Those two songs. Oh, which that, Because of that, it makes me want to put Evermore higher. I know. But in a, in a sacred, beautiful world, I wish that Keith Urban was featured on Cowboy Like Me. The first time I listened to that, I was like, That's, Keith Urban should yeah. be featured on this. I kind of like that it's just her, though. Because <laughs> I saw that he was on a vault track for Fearless. And it's time to go. Holy. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm switching Evermore and Folklore. Evermore above Folklore? I'm putting, I'm putting <gasps> Evermore. Yeah. I'm doing it. I'm doing it because... Champagne just problems. just looking at this yeah just looking at this i'm looking at willow gold rush champagne problems cowboy like me it's time to go those i think- i, I want to switch them i just because when i listen to taylor swift cowboy like me is probably like my biggest go-to this and when the oh my gosh the lyric that's like um gardens of babylon i can't remember Th- oh, I, I hang from change. your lips like the gardens oh. of Babylon. Oh my gosh! For the first time, and then the key changes. I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah, I think I'm gonna switch mine. Um, speak now and Evermore, and just flip them. Makes sense. I'm putting yeah, Evermore is my number three. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Um, I really like it. I love Gold Rush too. I 100% think Gold Rush is about Harry Styles. Oh, 100%. And also. Like, side note, also why I rank Folklore higher is because um, The Lakes, the bonus track, is my favorite Taylor Swift song. It's really good. That song is gorgeous. That song is beautiful. So. Wow. Anyways. That was so dramatic. I bet you guys weren't <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> okay. My number two spot. Dude, this is Here we go. I feel like we're at the same one. My number two spot is 1989. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Just letting you guys know we ranked these we didn't talk to we each didn't other talk about these. It. i was like please rank your albums before the podcast because i already did it and it took me like not even two minutes yeah we went to starbucks tonight and i still hadn't ranked mine so i'm, <laughs> I'm kind of ranking these on the fly but this is how i feel um i love, I love 1989 new romantics shake it off out of the woods style oh my gosh style is one of my favorite style favorite. is one of the best pop songs Ever, ever, ever written period. wildest dreams so good can you i just i can't i can't get enough um i do freaking hate blank space though i, I freaking respect hate blank space blank for space. how iconic it was it was so iconic but i just hate it like yeah like i'd rather listen to something I'm else i'm gonna listen to it if no. i i've like i've heard it too many times also bad blood i have personal experience with bad blood but I'm, I'll listen to that if I'm like doing the 12, 3.30 on the treadmill at the gym. I'll listen to Bad Blood. And well, what was the other one? Out of the Woods. Oh my gosh. Incredible. Also, Incredible. Clean is one of the best pop songs, period. I've only listened to Clean a handful of times. 
Like, I don't listen to it over and over and over again. Clean but is it, so it is so good. good. Also, I feel like You Are In Love and This Love are the same songs, but in different in fonts. Different, yeah. But I love them. They're so good. I love 1989. And I felt like when that came out in 2014, that was like an early birthday present to me because it came out the day before my birthday. So I was losing my shiz uh, when 1989 came out. I, I feel be- like that was just yeah. a, such an iconic um era for taylor so i loved it right and because 1989 was like okay this is her first official pop album Mm -hmm. because red was so messy but that's why it'll be our number one because that's the only one left (laughs) but it was her first official pop album so it was like okay this girl is officially transitioning i feel like i'm talking about someone switching their orientation or something (laughs) but literally like because red was like okay we all know that this girl is sending signals she wants to just switch genres yeah we just need to let her because do do you remember how country artists were being so rude to her about switching over i do remember that they were like you're not considered a country artist anymore and the whole thing of like taking her off of the hall of fame yeah like that was was really sad for me really big and i and then she puts up folklore and they're like hey you can perform betty at the cma awards (laughs) and i'm like i hate this go go put luke bryant somewhere else where he can just okay (laughs) anyways but we love love 1989 um so yeah my number one spot is red i just when that came out it rocked my world and all too well is her best song in my opinion oh it is and i mean we already talked about this but 22 i knew you were trouble that whole i mean red itself i'm just gonna bop out every time i love listening to those i never get sick of them right and they're my they're my all-time favorite taylor swift songs because when i think about taylor swift that is the album that i think of first Mm -hmm. and also if you're in the mood to listen to her she has pieces of every type of music she's ever done on that so if you want like sad taylor you got it if you want like bop taylor it's on there too because you can't get hype Taylor on folklore. Yeah. You can't get sad Taylor on really on 1989. Like mm-hmm. you can kind of, but it's like not the same. Yeah. But Red has everything. Red has it all. Crushed. Yeah. And you can hear it. And she said in interviews, like, I know how messy the album is. And she's like, and that's why it's great. And that's why I love it. Yeah. But, but I, I love it so much. And it's just fall. That woman invented the red lip. Oh, and yes. it just red is is her thing so I, I love it so that's why i feel like this re-recording was so cool i was like this is yeah. her best album and it's coming out in the fall like it was just perfect timing perfect timing whoever did her pr <laughs> and like her marketing all that amazing i was thinking about it today while i got the taylor drink <laughs> and As i was, was like my non-fat caramel latte yeah and i was like you know what this is awesome because i'm like no wonder because I was thinking about it from, like, my point of view, like, Starbucks would never name a drink after me. But One I texted day. Hannah after I got it today, and I said, Starbucks sales are booming right now. I know. Think about it, though. That's why. Like, and today, of all days, like, and yesterday, Starbucks sales going up, Taylor Swift's album dropping, people are going to drink Starbucks while they listen to that album. So it's I a know. win-win for both people. And I feel bad because we get this album this week, and then we have adele's music next week i'm like are they trying to kill us or something literally i'm gonna die and then there's silk sonic in the middle like 
Hey yo, we made this bitch got dudes. me paying the rent. Yeah, paying for trips. Yeah, so the song song is just like, hey, hey what's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so been funny. good though. Like, oh, it's so good. I cried myself to sleep last night in the best way possible. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't call me asking if I'm okay. Like, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I just am letting myself feel emotions that I haven't for a long time. <laughs> I know. So it's just really fun and we're glad that Taylor Swift it's just crazy to me. She's like in her thirties. I know. And but she she's like a, yeah. looks her best, sounds oh, she her looks best. So good. And she has to revisit a three month relationship. Yeah. I was thinking about that though. I was like, Wow, Taylor, like and she still probably feels how she feel like felt at the time. Like yeah. obviously she's like time has healed wounds and stuff, but I was like, Okay, maybe I should go back and like read through text messages. <laughs> <laughs> like come to terms with things i don't know but maybe i should call him <laughs> not that far but enough to be like maybe i should let a dagger through my heart one more time yeah one last time one last time but i think don't this... ask who hurt me but <laughs> <laughs> anyways it's, it was great i loved it and yeah we want to hear your thoughts we actually posted our reaction video on tiktok and youtube not youtube <laughs> like you posted that on youtube <laughs> on TikTok and instagram if you guys want to watch it yeah thanks for eavesdropping on our conversation about this we were gonna talk about it in the car we just kept saying save it for the we're pod like, save it for the pod save it for the pod but yeah this is a good one and we'll i was gonna say we'll hear you from next we'll hear you next <laughs> not hear you next week what am i saying <laughs> we'll, okay i'll i'll lead us out in this one <laughs> we'll talk to you guys you again did. soon and we're so happy that, you know, we're cranking these podcasts out again. And we'll be back with another just thrilling topic really next good. time. Yeah, really good podcast. So we love you guys. Stay safe out there listening to this album because you're definitely in trouble. And go get yourself a Taylor drink from Starbucks. We love you. Love you. Bye.